Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. whatsoever. There is, as a, especially if you think, compared to how we enter into Lent, where we have weeks of preparation, we know that we're heading into Lent. And then the first week of Lent is an intense week, clean week, where we clean everything out. But the Nativity Fast just kind of happens or begins, just kind of happens. Even compared to the Dormition Fast, there's things that punctuate the very beginning of the Dormition Fast. But with the Nativity Fast, there is in that silence, in especially as the sun goes down so much earlier, and as things have cooled off, especially for us in the past week, there is, in the Nativity Fast, a particular simplicity, an anticipation that grows as we get closer. It starts showing up in the humidity of certain services. We'll hear it in visual coming up. And then if we were to have Compline services up till the Feast of Nativity, there's canons that are appointed but this is about a week, two weeks before. This reality, especially as Americans, that uh, we have more and more become ready to celebrate whatever is coming weeks and weeks ahead of what is even here. Halloween happened. And the day of Halloween, all the candy was already gone. And what was out already? Christmas was already there. I know this for a fact, because I tried to go look for some Halloween candy on Halloween, which I should have known from last year. Uh, doesn't work, at least here in Oak Ridge. Walgreens, Walmart, Kroger, nope. It's all cleared out. And they already set everything else out for the next season. So it is very hard for us, in many ways, uh, the Nativity Fast, because, well, what does the world around us already start doing with Christmas? This is where the Christmas parties start happening in, like, December 1st. <laughs> and it is uh, with the lack of the increase of services and the asceticism that is attached to Great Lent, it can be a hard fast because there is a desire for us to embrace the fast. But I think this gives us actually an opportunity to be creative. What I mean by creative is to delve into the fast, into the season, 
uh, say, burrow into it, get inside of it, and approach it in a, maybe a different way than you do with Lent. This is a time, especially as I focus on that simplicity, to simplify things, because this is also the time of year where things aren't really simple. Even though we like to tell the story of Christmas, right? Uh, and a lot of the sentimental stories attached to Christmas are about how Christmas isn't about anything but love, family, depending on the story, maybe God. But this is exactly the time with all of the fanfare, all of the stuff to, and parts of our lives that we can actually, uh, I don't want to say control, but can maybe patrol. Uh, because we can't really, our families around us don't enter into this fast. The office does not enter into this fast. Schools do not enter into this fast. Uh, TV does not enter into this fast. There's nothing about our culture that helps us to engage this fast. St. Gregory, the wonder worker whom we commemorate, is, uh, he's called the wonder worker for many reasons. He was, if you want to say, the grandfather, as it were, spiritually, to St. Basil and St. Gregory, because he is the one who first entered into their area as his life tells us, and there were 17 Christians when he arrived. And if you hear the hymnody of the church talking about St. Gregory, you actually get, as the hymnody of the church does for us, uh, in every line you get little portraits of exactly what happened in his life. So if you're hearing the hymnody and you're wondering, I wonder what that's about, well, I encourage you, brother or sister, go look up his life, because then you'll be able to read about, what are they talking about, a pond uh, miraculously disappearing? Uh, what are they talking about uh, converting pagans and pagan priests? And what are they talking this revelation, right? the, the last hymn about Gregory, this revelation in a dream. That was St. John the Theologian presenting with him with what became, uh, they called the, the Confession of Faith of Gregory, that was uh, nascent, basically, of the Nicene Creed. It goes back in many forms, uh, in the heart of it, back to St. Gregory, the way that it's structured and laid out, and specifically the confession of faith of Jesus Christ as one of the Father. He had before him a culture that didn't understand, that didn't embrace, but that he with his entire self plunged into, uh, like a Solomon, uh, having to arbitrate between two brothers in property dispute that involved a body of water. That's what happened. That's why the prayers to solve the property dispute. Sounds kind of mundane, but that's exactly the reality of our spiritual life. What can cause more strife into a family but property disputes or a will, right? The saying goes, you introduce a will in the family, and suddenly... <laughs> that he converts pagans because he went in and basically caused a ruckus so much that the pagan temple shut down and he was to establish Christian worship. That he engaged with, argued with, uh, 
I'll say, loved on the baby priests in such a way that they turned and embraced the Christian faith. And all of this was not something that he received from his parents, but is something on his own as an adult embraced the faith, sat at the feet of Christian teachers, learned what the faith was, embraced the life of the faith, the practice, the fasts, the feasts, the life of faith. And this is all somewhere else. And then he moved to Neo-Caesarea around Cappadocia. And he devoted his life to that place. Embracing the nativity fast for us can happen in all sorts of little ways that in years we are setting up foundations. Because many of us, uh, the nativity fast is a new thing. And by new, I mean it might be a few decades old for us. But it's not in our family for many of us. But exactly you look to somebody like St. Gregory and the work that he did laying the foundations, the faith, the practices, the worship, that then produced great fruit, families of saints that come out of that work. So as we move into and embrace the Nativity Fast, let us in little ways, and I would, say, I would suggest creative ways, within the heart of uh, the faith, as in the mind of the church, to embrace asceticism, uh, fasting of prayer. Uh, and what I mean by creative is you're going to have to be creative in this season. How many times is it going to be punctuated by situations where somebody's going to put a big old piece of turkey in front of you? Or you're going to prepare it, right? We just started. We're like a few days in and all of a sudden, bam, Thanksgiving. The office, the, all of these things. So, Turn off your television. <laughs> Delete some of your social media accounts. The app, at least, if you can't bring yourself to totally cut off. Find ways in which to embrace the simplicity of the season. Find ways to find God in prayer. Find ways to especially encounter and grow as family or as those friends, whoever are around you, that you have that sphere of influence, responsibility, duties of love towards, to rehumanize, to move away from the consumer busyness that is always this season, to simplify, to turn to God, and in these little ways set the foundation, uh, provide the path for not only yourself but for God willing, generations that come after us to be able to embrace all of this. <coughs> all of the beauty, all of the grace that God has in store for us. Through the prayers of St. Gregory the Wonder Worker. Amen. We have this upcoming week.